0: Okay, good morning, everyone. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Abba, Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask that you would open up our hearts and our minds uh, to what you want to say to us through your word. Lord, we thank you so much that your spirit is here and you're encouraging us, Lord, that you're propelling us forward. And Lord, that uh, you're helping us to really live dangerously and pray prayers that we've never prayed before. We ask that, Lord, uh, you would um, hold back um, any limitations, that you would just get rid of them, any strongholds, anything that's going to be keeping us from fully engaging in faith this morning. That we would say, Lord, we want to have more of you. We want to see you do uh, whatever you want to do in our lives. So, Lord, we give you permission to do that today. We thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name amen amen well happy palm sunday you know we're leading into the uh special most special week on our calendar as a christian which is passion week and uh, we're we're headed towards a great you know prayer walk on uh, good friday and as we remember jesus's death and then we head off into easter on sunday and so um it's gonna be an amazing week and i'm praying that this week would be different for me and my family that it's ever been as far as passion week getting ready getting prepared and i think there's a great way the lord has just you know he ordains all these sermon series he puts them in order perfectly and as we're finishing up dangerous prayers today um i hope the lord has been really working on you During this last couple of weeks, as he's kind of digging up certain things in your heart uh, as we're learning to pray dangerous prayers, Um, you know, um, God is calling each of us to something that we've never done before. God is calling each of us to do something that we've never done, and it's going to take. Huge steps of faith. What is that in your life? What is God calling you to do at this time? You know that thing that he, you can hear him speaking to you and nudging you about, and you just don't want to, or it's like, oh, Lord, I'm getting sweaty palms thinking about it. Or, Lord, I just you know get these butterflies in my stomach thinking about it. What is that thing that God has called you to do? Maybe um, the Lord has spoken it to you already. Maybe he's going to it, speak it to you today. Maybe it's something that's going to blow your mind. You're going to say, oh, I can't do that. Perfect. You're in the right spot. We are praying dangerous prayers. So uh, week one, Pastor Mark talked about, does anyone remember what was the prayer? Break me. Good. Yeah, it was break me, Lord, of anything that's holding me back from worshiping you fully. Anything that keeps our relationship really tight. You know, when you're tight with Jesus and you're just like, oh, Lord, I am just feel amazing just walking with you you are my best friend you are my lord you're my savior my king this is awesome that's what it's about that you would have that personal relationship really strong break me of anything that's keeping me from experiencing life with you and then last week auntie joanne do you remember what she prayed search me lord search me is there any sin in me is there anything lord that uh is going to Keep me from experiencing eternal life. Remember, they, she talked about um, those experiences the kids had when they actually, the Lord let them see what hell was really like. Uh, it was really powerful. So search me, Lord, any iniquity in me, any sin in me, and I'm going to lay it down at your altar, and you're going to give me your forgiveness and grace. And so the Lord has been digging up something in our hearts, hasn't he, last couple of weeks with these really dangerous prayers, And so if you've been kind of saying, okay, I'm going to take a step of faith, and I know I've talked to people in our church that have been, we're seeing God do some amazing things. And today is the culmination of the sermon series, and we're going to be talking about the dangerous prayer, Lord, send me, send me. And so uh, this is really a prayer of availability. This is really a prayer where you're saying, God, whatever it is you want me to do, I'm yours i'm a blank canvas for you to go ahead and do whatever you want to do i'm your servant and i'm ready to hear your voice call me to do whatever it is that you want so this is a really dangerous prayer isn't it and when you pray this prayer i just want to give you a warning when you pray this prayer get ready strap on your seatbelt. Because God is going to call you to something on a really wild, something really crazy. So the warning has been put out there. Okay, so when I was uh, just meeting Vanessa, my wife, we, um, you know, we began to dream together. And we got married and we said, you know, Lord, whatever it is you want us to do, we'll do. And you know when you're younger, you're kinda naive, yeah. You it's like and then you're following the Lord and you're all excited and it was a really a true prayer. It was like, you know, we we if you want us to be missionaries, God, we're gonna be missionaries. If you want us to move to Africa, we'll move to Africa. We'll anywhere you want, Lord. Anything, we'll do anything. And we we were just waiting, listening for the Lord, going to church, and Slowly but surely, God began to spark something in our hearts, and He opened up these doors for us to go and possibly study in England. And it was only six months after we got married, and we decided, you know what? The Lord is calling us to something, and it's undeniable. Everywhere we turn, we would hear somebody talking about England. somebody talking about studying in england you know what turn on the christian radio and you hear sermons on abraham you know god calling him out of his country into this foreign country where he's going to be an alien i'm like oh lord and talking with um people in our lives and they said yeah we really sense the lord wanting you to go so we prayed about it and we said lord we don't have any money to go how are we going to go and he just told us to go so we saved up as much money as we could, and we decided, you know what, we're going to take a step of faith and obedience, and we're going to head off to England. We're going to study at Cambridge University, a one-year theological program there. And so, and both of us felt called to study together, so it was double money, right? Double tuition, living expenses, and everything. So we get there, and the customs agent says, well, we need to see your bank statements, this and that. And... We, our plan was to work to gather money while we were studying but as soon as we got there they wouldn't stamp our form they said no you need enough money to, both of you to complete this program and to prove you already have it <laughs> we just laughed like we don't have it and so they said well we can't stamp your form you got to get this and show us that you have the money somehow in your account by this date and if you're not then I, we can't stamp your form and we're going to have to do all these things with immigration so And then on top of that, they told us, you cannot work. You can't work in our country while you're going to school. (laughs) So you know what we did? We prayed. (laughs) We prayed. And it was amazing just getting there, getting into the country was like a miracle. But where God guides, he provides. And he provided everything that we needed when we were there. He provided everything. All the funds just perfectly. You know, it's like heavenly provision. The story after story of miracles. On top of that, Vanessa became pregnant when we were there. We had our first daughter up there. It was just amazing to see how God provided everything we needed. And then we came back after our first year with Miley Born. And I'll never forget to see how God... You know, when he calls you someplace and you're just available and just say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to pray. Wherever you want me to send me, I'll, I'll go. And then you just go when he calls you. Wow, to see the miracles that can happen. So that was a little story of how God had called us after we just made ourselves available to him. Where is he calling you? What is he calling you to? It's going to be a different city, isn't it? It's going to be... Uh, A different calling in your life. None of ours are the same. Uh, He might lead you to a different job. He might lead you to call call you to serve someone that you've never expected serving. We don't know what that's going to be, but the thing is you have to make yourself available to God. You have to be willing to pray that dangerous prayer, Lord, send me. So, We read all throughout Old Testament, New Testament, God calling people. Examples of God calling different people. Uh, One of the best, you can write this in your notes, uh, examples of this is Jonah. Remember? God called Jonah to preach to the Ninevites. Jonah was not the best example of saying, yes, here I am, send me. right? Jonah won. Verse 1, God spoke and said, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. So God just simply called out Jonah. He spoke to him and he said, Go. Go means a change of location. Go means you've got to stand up and actually go somewhere. Where is God asking you to go? Well, what did Jonah say? Jonah said, Number 1, here I am. I'm not going here I am, no way, I'm not going. He just flat out, he actually went in the other direction from Nineveh. So there's different responses to God's call. We can say, here I am, send me. We can say, here I am, I'm not going, just like Jonah. And so many of us have had the same experience as Jonah. So we can't say, oh, look at Jonah, he's, you know, what a bad dude. We do this all the time, don't we? God calls us to stop and help someone. Oh, sorry, I'm not going. God puts it on your heart, and you just say, mm, no. We can straight up tell God, no. When you hear him calling you to do something, we can just say, no. We do this all the time. You know, my dad, he has dementia now. and He's turning 70 this coming week. And it's, it's an early onset of dementia, and it's so sad because my dad, he's just not the same person that he used to be. And when my dad comes over to my house sometimes in the morning, and we, I, I help him out each day, uh, give him some money and what he needs, he comes over and, you know, he asks me sometimes, hey, Max, so what are you doing today? Oh, you know, what you got on your plate? And, you know, I'm I'm working, I'm I'm doing a lot of different things and I'm like, Dad, I can't hang out, you know, I I got this, I gotta go to work. And most of the time it's just like matter of factly. And the bottom line is I just don't want to hang out with him. You know? It's like it takes so much mental energy, takes so much emotional and it's just really hard for me to be with him and to see him in that condition. And I hear the Lord sometimes speaking to me, Max, take some time. I know you have stuff on your plate. Just clear it and go and hang out with him. No. Sorry, God. I'm not going. And I, I know the Lord is just calling me to do do something that's just a little bit hard for me and just pray that prayer lord like send me here i am send me help me to be available for my dad help me to make myself available for people who need help and you know i'm i'm learning the 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 other um, couple weeks ago i took him we just went on a day together and took him to get his hair cut to, come, uh, to go get a new bus pass, and uh, we're just hanging out and talking story. And it, was, it wasn't easy, but it was actually really awesome for him, for me. And I can hear the Lord saying, yeah, it doesn't have to be every day, but do that more, do that more. What do you hear the Lord saying? Make yourself available to. You know, it's not going to be easy, but you just take little steps and you say, okay, God, I'm gonna, just going to open it up. Open it up. You know, then there was this really interesting thing that happened. I was driving one night, getting on the Liliha, from Liliha, onto H1 Freeway. And I thought it was my dad. He was walking. My dad kind of um, walks, not with a limp, but a little bit of a a kind of a motion like this. (laughs) And somebody was actually walking on the freeway, getting onto the freeway at night and I was crossing over, getting onto the, on the ramp for H1 and I said, is that my dad? And so I slowed down and it was a woman with short hair and she was in a hospital clothing. She had just been released from the emergency room and she was disoriented and she was lost. She had Alzheimer's or dementia or something as well. And it, Startled me and everybody just kept driving right around her she's walking right in the middle of the road going right onto the freeway everyone just like and i pulled over and then all the traffic in back of me stopped and i just felt led to pull her in and get in auntie and then sat her down drove her to the queen's er and then dropped her off made sure she's okay but I think the Lord was trying to say something to me as far as, you know when you take time with your dad, when you stop, make yourself available, look what I can do to see to help other people and do that. Who is the Lord asking you to stop, take a little bit more time? Who is the Lord asking you to make yourself a little bit more available for? Well, that's the number one. Number two, we can say to God, God, I'm going to respond by telling you, here I am, send someone else. You know, a lot of times we don't think we're qualified. We think, you know what, somebody else is smarter. Somebody else is uh, more capable. They have more time, more resources, more education, all this stuff. You know, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And you can always find millions of excuses of why you can't possibly go. You know, why somebody else... Hey, send Pastor Max. He'll do it. <laughs> you know, like one of the pastors should do that. Aren't they getting paid for this stuff? You know, like, hey, you know what? Um, I, I know that God, this is so important. And if you don't use me, you'll use someone else. Send someone else. God has a perfect plan for your life. Don't miss out on what he has for you. <clears throat> that leads us to Isaiah's response. Isaiah Chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Here am I. Send me. And that's the third response to God's call. Say, Lord, it's not about somebody else. You're calling me. I hear you. I'm going to respond. Send me. I want to be the one. So today, it's a challenge. It's a dare that you would pray this dangerous prayer that Isaiah prayed. Here I am, God. I'm available to you. Here I am, God. I give you permission to interrupt my life. Here I am, God. If you want me to go somewhere, go to someone, I'll go. If you want me to stay, I'll stay. If you want me to simply be quiet and take more time with you in your word and in prayer, I'll do it. If you want me to give away something, Lord, I'll give it all. I'm completely available to you, God. Whatever it is, here I am, God. Send me. So how do we get there? How do we fully surrender our lives to God? We looked at Isaiah 6, 8. Let's go ahead and go back to verse 1. How do we fully surrender our lives? Number one, practice being in God's presence. Practice being in His presence. Verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces, and with two, they covered their feet, and with two, they were flying, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Picture the throne of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke so what happened here isaiah saw the lord he saw him in all of his glory in all of his majesty and his life was changed he witnessed the seraphim angelic beings worshiping god in the presence of god and experiencing the glory of god it was transforming Isaiah went in one way and he came out another. When was the last time you were in the awesome presence of God? How long has it been since you've really been in his holy presence? You know when the kind of you're just like, you know you're in the presence of God. And it's shaking you, it's changing you from the inside out. So when we worship, you know, this morning we come in and we worship. I don't care what song is on the fish, or 103.5, K-Love, or whatever. Any kind of worship music I'm on, just about any song that's on, I'm worshiping. I'm like, I like this song. I like this song. I like every song there is. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's just the, the way that you can get into the words, and you start to say, you know what? It's just not just a song. It's worship. And you take yourself, like, enter in to this place where you're worshiping God. It's like, sometimes I'm just driving down the street, worshiping the Lord, just getting choked up, like how awesome it is to be in His presence and what God is doing in my life and what He's done. So when we're here in church, we're, we're singing, but we're not just singing. We're really worshiping. Worship God when you sing. Enter into His presence. Like Isaiah, you're going in one way, but you're going to come out another way. And it doesn't matter what song it is or who's singing it. You know you're just there. It's an opportunity to be in the presence of God. So we can do that with worship. We can practice being in God's presence by being in His Word. And so when we're studying the Bible or when we're doing our daily devotion and we're reading, we're not just like, okay, okay, you know, check, did that, you know. But you're actually meeting the lord this is your appointment with him you know you you speak with god you come in and you hear his words speaking to you this is the words of life and he's actually speaking directly to you you enter into his presence that's why he's like wow how, when was the last time we were just you come away and you're just transformed by being in a, just a daily time in his word Spend time experiencing His presence in His Word. Then, when we're in prayer, and prayer and Bible reading goes hand in hand. Sometimes people call it a devotion. Sometimes people call it their quiet time. When you pray uh, on a daily basis, and you're just sitting with God, you know we can talk with Him. We can hear His still small voice talking back to us. We can be totally quiet and just say, Lord i'm just going to enter into your presence i think i've said this before uh, when i was preaching you know sometimes i picture myself coming before the lord and he, jesus is there god the father is there the holy spirit is there the holy spirit is living in me and i'm i'm actually coming and i'm like entering into the throne room just like isaiah and it's awesome you know i see jesus seated at the right hand of god and God the Father is not this big old man sitting on the throne. No, God is Spirit. And it's awesome. The awesome presence of God is there. And I'm just falling down, and I'm just talking story with God. I'm just like enjoying. The just, it's so powerful. It's so awesome. It's like you get to go into the throne room of God anytime we want. And then when you open your eyes, you come out. It's like, whoa, amazing, right? That's practicing being in God's presence. And he transforms you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled or is full of his glory. Enter into his throne room on a daily basis. Practice being in God's presence. It will change you. James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Practice drawing near yourself right into the throne room of God, right into his presence. You can do it like this. You can be there right now. Lord, just, I'm available. I'm right here. I'm opening up my heart to you right now. He you sense the Holy Spirit who lives in you, speaking to you, transforming you, the waves of his grace, of his mercy, of his love covering you. That's number one. Number two, how do we fully surrender our lives to God. We fully surrender by being genuinely aware of your own sin, sinfulness. Be genuinely aware of your own sinfulness. You know, One of the biggest lies that we hear in our culture, and we hear this all the time, is I'm a good person. He's a good person. She's a good person. And you know what? Everybody, we're pretty much good people. So the truth is that's what the world says. But the truth is, and the Bible says, without Christ living in you, you are not a good person. <laughs> in fact, you're not just not a good person. You're a horrible, pathetic, evil person who deserves the anger and wrath of God. <laughs> so that's the bad news. <laughs> you know, we're, all of us are wicked. The Bible says, for all have sinned every single one of us, and fall short of the glory of God. You know, we think of glory, the throne room again. Heaven is a perfect place. I hear Pastor Waxer say that. Heaven is a perfect place, and only perfect people go there. Heaven is a perfect place. It's a holy place. And only holy and perfect people get to go there. So how do we get there we're evil we're pathetic we're wicked we're sinners aloha hey i'll take a, have a good day have a good day all right when isaiah went into the throne room of god and he saw how holy god was he realized his unholiness when he realized how righteous god was and awesome he realized how unrighteous he was Isaiah 6, 5. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, Isaiah said, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. Does this sound familiar? And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. What does it take for you to be fully surrendered to God? to be able to pray that dangerous prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. It takes being in the presence of God, and it takes being genuinely aware of your own sinfulness. Are you the type of person that says, you know what, I got it all together. I might mess up here and there, but basically I'm a good person. You know what, I don't swear as much as I used to, i kind of uh, been reading the Bible a little bit. I come to church as much as I can. You know what? I'm pretty much, I, I, I might mess up every once in a while, but that's what Jesus is for, right? You know what? It takes being in God's presence to see how unrighteous you are, and you say, oh, man, I am so far off the mark. I am, like Paul said, the chief of sinners wrote most of the new testament and paul is saying i am the chief of sinners and i feel like that all the time i'm like man people knew my thoughts just my thought life i'm like gotta give it over to you constantly this is a battle the battlefield of the mind lord i need but i am just a wicked perverse person i am a chief of sinners i need to know and it it's humbling Every day, minute by minute. Lord, without you, I am just wicked. I am sinful. That leads us to number three. How do we fully surrender our lives to God? Number three, let God's grace transform you. Amen and hallelujah to that. Let God's grace transform you. When you understand how amazing grace just really is, It takes you to that place of transformation. It takes you to that place of full surrender. Isaiah 6, 6, Then one of the seraphim, the angelic beings that Isaiah saw, flew to me, Isaiah, with a live coal in his hand. And picture this, the coal, the burning hot coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth, Isaiah said, and said, See This has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Burning hot coal. Pressed up against Isaiah's lips. Burning away his sin. Atonement for everything Isaiah's ever thought, said, did, didn't do. God's grace. Did Isaiah do anything to deserve it? No. But God gave it to him anyway. That's what God's grace is. God's grace is unearned. God's grace is undeserved. Isaiah didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. But God touched his life anyway. He burned away the sin anyway. And the same coal, that coal that touched Isaiah's lips, which removed his guilt, is representative, same thing for us. Our guilt, our shame, our sin is burned away by the blood of Jesus. It's cleansed by the blood of Jesus. As we move into Easter, as we move into Good Friday and Easter, it's like, let this week be different that you would be approaching it with humility and walking just more carefully. Lord, I am a sinner approaching you each day, being able to say, God, I'm just like Isaiah. I need to be cleansed of my sin. I don't deserve it, but you give me this grace from Jesus anyway. And when we celebrate Good Friday, it would be a different way of celebrating than years past. We didn't do anything to receive or to earn God's forgiveness, but Jesus gives it to us anyway. Jesus comes and he says, you know, I'm going to burn away all the things that you think are holding you back, all the things that, you know, you say you didn't do and you, you feel like God send I'm not going to do it, or God send somebody else, they're better. And you would just be able to say, Lord, I didn't earn any of it, but I'm just going to open myself up. Send me, Lord. So, do you know that Christianity is the only religion that God came to man? Every other religion that you'll see out there, you're going to see man trying to strive to earn their way to be good enough so that they can get to God or they can be God. Christianity is the only one where God said, no, I'm going to reach down and become one of you. Jesus became a man. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. He showed us how to live. He showed us the way to the Father. He died on the cross, and he was raised three days later. That's the good news. Jesus himself was willing to pray that prayer, that dangerous prayer, my Lord, send me. You know, remember the night before he was killed? He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he asked his disciples to come and pray. He knew what was awaiting him the next day when he would be p- tortured, he would be beaten, and then he would be crucified. He knew what was coming, and like any one of us, we wouldn't want that. Jesus knew his mission was to come and die, but he was asking the Lord his dad for another way. Luke 22, verse 39. Jesus went out as usual on to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. This is what he prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, But yours be done. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus knew that his mission was going to be hard. It was going to be the hardest. He's going to be beaten. He's going to be humiliated. He's going to be stripped naked. He's going to be spat upon. He's going to have a crown of thorns bashed into his head. He's going to be whipped. He's going to be tortured. He's going to be made to carry his own cross to the place where he would be crucified. He called out, if there's any other way, Father, for you to do this, but yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus answered the call of God. Jesus answered the call of God. So in this next season of your life, and the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you even right now, when you hear God speaking to you and calling you to do something, when he gives you a mission, we can be, respond in a number of different ways. I'm not going to do it, send someone else. Or we can simply say, here I am, Lord, send me. I'm ready to do anything you have planned for me. I'm ready to do, I'm ready to go wherever you want me to go. It's not going to be easy. In fact, it's going to be the most difficult mission of your life. You know, God had called my family and I to plant this new church. And believe me, there's so many days even now where I'm going, Lord, I really wish He called us to stay. Like, this is, it would be so much easier. Oh, my life would be so much like on easy street, you know? Like, oh, that would be so great. Maybe we should just, you know... Call Pastor Mark and tell him, Lord, I think we're just going to go to salt with you. And he's saying, no, I called you to go. Here I am, Lord. Send me. What is the Lord calling you to do? It's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever done. But obey. Answer the call and watch what God is going to do in your life. Pray Dangerous prayers. Break me, God. Search me, God. Send me, God. Stop playing it safe. It's time to live a little bit more dangerously. Can you hear God calling you now? What is he saying? This is the same God who called Abraham. The same God who called Jonah. The same God who called Moses. The same voice that spoke to Isaiah, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven and earth. The same Lord is calling out to each of us and he's looking across the earth for someone who's going to obey him. He's looking for someone who's going to answer the call and pray the same prayers, Jesus. Father, not my will, but yours be done. Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Would you stand as we finish up? We're going to close in prayer. This sermon series is not an easy one, but I think... It's a necessary one. God is calling each of us to go to a next level. He's calling each of us to greater dependence on Him. And watch what He'll do in our lives and in our church as we take these steps of faith. Let's pray. God, we thank You that You are the one who calls us. And He who calls us is faithful. Father, we thank You that You are holy and awesome And Lord, we can come into your presence and we don't have to be ashamed. Lord, because of Jesus and what he's done for us on the cross, we can, like the Bible says, stand in your presence. As holy and awesome as you are, because of Jesus, we have an advocate, we have a redeemer, and you are the one who paid the price and your blood covers us and we can stand in your presence and we can worship you. We can let you transform us, Lord. Because of grace, we're not the same. Our sin has been atoned for. Our lips have been pressed with the coal. And it's been burned away. As far as the east is from the west, you remember our sins no more. We're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. If there's someone here who has never trusted in Jesus before, that they would just simply say, Jesus, I thank you for your sacrifice for my sin on the cross. I see what you've done and I want to answer the call and receive you by faith. I want to start a relationship with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I receive him now as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Redeemer who's taken away my sin. I thank you that he died on the cross for me. Where his body was ripped apart and his blood was shed for me i thank you that he was risen from the grave three days later and he's alive and now by faith i believe in him and he comes to live in me i receive him today and heavenly father we thank you for each person here lord that you have a calling you have a purpose for their life a plan and holy spirit right now i ask that you would speak to them The same voice that called Isaiah is calling out to us. Lord, there's certain visions, maybe. There's a certain word, Holy Spirit, that you want to speak to us about where to go. A change of location. It could be a person that you want us to reach out to. It could be a job change. It could be somebody that's been really hard on our hearts and we have a hard time forgiving and Father I ask God that you would give us your grace to answer the call not in our own strength but simply because Jesus you live in us yet not my will but yours be done Father here am I Lord send me you just tell the Lord that in your heart. Whatever he's calling you, you would just say, I'm done with all the excuses. I'm done with being comfortable. I'm done with being afraid. I'm just going to walk forward in faith, in obedience right now, and I'm going to answer the call in the name of Jesus. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Don't send someone else. I'm asking, Lord, you wouldn't skip over me. You would send Me, because you love me and you're for me. Lord, and your grace is in my life. Here am I, Lord. Send me. We thank you so much, Lord. It is by grace we have been saved. Through faith. This is not from ourselves. It is a gift of God. Not by works. So that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have a calling and a purpose, and these good works, Lord, send us, Lord, send us out as a church, God, we look forward, God, to what you're going to do, thank you for helping us to pray dangerously. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Let's go ahead and really worship the Lord today. Let's worship.